Welcome to Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series with the conclusion of a sermon delivered by Pastor Greg Scalzo on David and David's wife, Michael, from 1st and 2nd Samuel. And look what they've both been through. You have that hope, that young hope, that young marriage, that first love, that exclusiveness, and it's been broken all because of the circumstances that Saul set into place. And after this, David takes more wives. In chapter 5, verse 12, So David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel, and he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. And David took more concubines and wives from Jerusalem. This is after the conquest of Jerusalem. After he had come from Hebron, also more sons and daughters were born to him. Now, remember, we studied at the very beginning of the section on the kingship in Deuteronomy chapter 17 that there were certain rules that God gave back in Moses' day telling them what would happen when they took kings and they demanded a king and then knowing they would do it, giving them prescriptions of what the king should and should not do. And one of them was Deuteronomy 17, verse 17, Neither shall he multiply wives for himself, lest his heart turn away, nor shall he greatly multiply silver and gold for himself. So David here is not doing something the Lord has commanded him. The brutal time period, the broken promise, that broken young marriage by Saul, that harsh life as a fugitive, He's doing what all the other kings do. He's taking these women to himself. And in the midst of this, God is delivering David because David loves God. And David grows in love toward God. But Michael has had a life of disappointment. What her father did to her. What happened to her as a young woman in her marriage with David seeing her second husband running behind crying, I think it made Michael very, very bitter. And so when you go to the point when the ark is brought to Jerusalem, we read in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 14, Then David, David danced before the Lord with all his might, and he's wearing just a linen ephod. And... In verse 16, now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Despised him, disdained him. She's now one of many. She's bitter towards God, and he's dancing in the presence of the Holy Spirit before the Lord, and she despises him. And how many times that happens in marriages, what starts off as love, the Bible tells us Michael loved David with all the disappointments and all the despair, that love turns to disdain, despising, disappointment has broken what was there to begin with. Adultery has broken what was there to begin with. Saul here has ruined his daughter's life because she blames God. 
She's not happy the ark is being brought into Jerusalem. She doesn't care that Israel now has a place for the resting place of Yahweh. She's just bitter. And she's bitter and she disdains David. Verse 20, Then David returned to bless his household, and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants, as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. You showed yourself, you displayed yourself, not in your king's robes, but as a base fellow before all the maidens. And you obviously sense the jealousy in her tone. So David said to Michael, it was before the Lord. He's saying, it's not before these maidens I did this, it's before the Lord, who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. David loves worshiping God. He's not concerned for his kingly image. He desires to praise God with all his heart. Then in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 22, And I will be even more undignified than this, and will be humble in my own sight, but as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. They're honoring me. They're not making fun of me. But I'll become even more undignified before God. And verse 23, it says, Therefore Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. And that obviously was one of the most terrible fates in that time period that could happen to a Hebrew woman to die without children. Why? Because she spoke against the worship of God. The worship of God is proper. The anointing of the Spirit, and sometimes we look silly maybe to others when we're in the Spirit and we're worshiping God. You cannot speak against that anointing without some type of penalty, and Michael receives the penalty of barrenness. Look what Saul has done to their marriage. Look at what has happened to his daughter, how bitter she is. And why do I say then that in that sense, Saul's able to use her as a snare for David? There are some people in our day that teach the benefits of experience. On television, the young people are being taught over and over again to have as many experiences as possible, as many partners, to know as many people. This is a wonderful part of life. School children are encouraged in their schools to be careful, make sure they use their condoms, but abstinence can't be taught, monogamy can't be taught because everyone knows it's not possible. I'm saying that cynically. That's the tone of the world. That's what they're putting forth. That's the gospel they teach, to experience as many things as possible. There's a problem with that. And many times we can call Satan the god of experience. This is an age of experience. To experience everything, you cannot experience the one thing of knowing that close friendship from youth. These fellas, these girls and guys that go out and they, they, their 20s, their 30s, they're doing the bar scene and they're meeting as many people as possible and have as many quote-unquote relationships as possible. They will never experience what it is like 
to have that one friend that they grow and they become close to. It's a lie of the devil. You can experience everything. You can't. Because in trying to experience everything, you don't know the experience of what God truly has for you in that wonderful, exclusive relationship. David has had many, many women. David has had a whole lot of experience with wives and concubines. But David does not know what it's really like to have that one to have and to hold. It was taken from him. Saul sent him out as a fugitive, and he took his wife and gave it to another man. And David could have all these children with all these women, but David doesn't have knowledge of that one close experience that could have been with Michael. And maybe that's the reason when the armies are out at battle and he's up on the rooftop and across the way on another rooftop Bathsheba the wife of Uriah the Hittite is taking a bath that David falls for the temptation that Satan places in his way you say gee with all those wives why would he why would he fall for that temptation but maybe there's something so lacking in David because to have so much, he didn't really have the one thing the way God meant a man and a woman to be. And that adultery he commits when he's tempted leads to a ruination, the split of his family, which ultimately, believe it or not, leads to the split of the kingdom. Because David was a man blameless in God's sight except for the matter of Uriah the Hittite. So, in a sense, Saul did use the marriage with Michael as a snare. Satan used the abomination of what Saul did to break that young marriage as a snare to bring down David and to cause trouble in the kingdom. And I think it's a lesson today for all those, all those fellows that think that somehow they're worth, their pride, their manliness is increased by their sexual conquests, that it's emptiness, it's vanity. God knows the right way. He made Eve for Adam, that the two should be as one, that holy love, that special love is a gift from God. And when you buy what the world teaches, when you buy the God of experience, when ladies, you hear these things and you think, well, this is just what's going on today, and you play in the same field, and you think, well, then when I'm 30 or 40 years old, someone will have and hold me the way you always wanted them to when you were a little girl and you thought about getting married. It doesn't work that way. There are certain things programmed into human beings by God. And take a lesson from King David. All that he had could not fill the vacuum of what he lost. Do not believe the God of this generation, the God of experience. Rather believe the God who is the Lord God Yahweh. And respect yourselves. Respect your bodies. Respect that special part of you that God has for that special person. The things you place in your soul are very hard to get 
rid of later on. The images you place on your mind are very hard to get rid of later on. Ask the Lord to preserve you and keep you until that special person comes along and you can have the marriage relationship that God desires for you. Because if all that didn't satisfy King David, it's not going to satisfy you. Heavenly Father, we ask today that you would restore in our nation the purity of marriage, that first love, that those white dresses would mean something again in the marriage ceremonies that go on in this nation, that young men would conduct themselves as gentlemen and not as beasts of the field. Lord, that the demons of adultery that seek to break apart families would be bound up and cast away, that the next generation would wake up, Lord God, that they would wake up and understand that your way is correct and your decrees are holy and there is no happiness, true happiness in the spirit and in the soul unless we follow the way you have decreed. Father God, bind those cynical spirits that say, well, that's not possible any longer. All things are possible with you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you have enjoyed this unique series. I invite you to join us for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. And as always, you can write to us at Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Join us next time as Pastor Greg Scalzo teaches from God's Holy Word.